Thank you for tuning in to the podcast of Lydia Brown Ministries, where we have a conversation about faith and bringing revival to your life. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to our very first podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Brown Raphael. I'm so honored to have you a part of what God is doing. He is taking us on an adventure. You know, this is something that we've been praying about for quite some time, and we know that the Lord is leading us to start this journey right now. My prayer for you is in every episode we bring to you that the conversations and the messages that we will share will increase your faith and bring revival to your life where you are and in your world. So let's get started. You know, there's been something stirring in my heart for a while that God is doing something great in the earth. He is preparing us. I have no doubt that we are living in one of the greatest times of history. So what does that mean for us? And what can we do to co-labor with God to fulfill his plans and purposes in the earth. Jesus gave his disciples a commission before he left the earth, and it applies to all of us who believe in him. In Matthew chapter 28, I'm going to start in verse 16. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. This is a powerful passage of scripture. Jesus is letting us know what is on his heart and what is on the Father's heart. That is people. The Father is concerned about his people. We are in a great campaign in the earth to win back the family of God. What an honor it is to work as a co-laborer with Christ in this day and in this time of history. We get to play a part in the plan of God in the earth and carry on the ministry of Jesus by reaching every person that we possibly can for the kingdom of God. You can look around and see the unrest that is happening in the world today. It is evident that people are looking and they are searching for answers. And the church has the answer to the world's problems. It is simple. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. My hope for you is wherever you are right now, whether you are listening to me from Texas or Georgia, California, New York, anywhere in the United States of America, or maybe you are from another country. Uh, Maybe you're tuning in from Canada. South America, Europe, Asia, Africa, or way down under in Australia, wherever you are right now and whenever you listen to this message, my prayer for you is that a 
fire would be ignited and revival would come to your home and in your world and that you would reach the people that are among you and make an impact where you are for Jesus Christ. God has a specific assignment for each and every person that he has ever created and that has ever been born. You were created strategically and uniquely by the master creator of the universe. He had a purpose in mind when he created you and a plan for you to fulfill for his glory. You know, I'm reminded of the prophet Jeremiah. It says in Jeremiah chapter 1, I'm going to start in verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. Then Jeremiah said, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. And do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. I can so relate to the prophet Jeremiah because I remember as a young girl when the Lord called me to ministry. I was in a denominational church at that time where I had never seen a woman minister. That was not something that many people in that denomination even believed in. I was a very young girl and we had a missionary conference where all the missionaries that we supported from all over the world, they that the, the ones that could, they came in for this event. And I was in the children's choir and each one of us were assigned a different nation that we wore that flag on our shirt. We had special t-shirts that were made and I had my nation I remember which one it was my flag on my shirt it was India and each and every one of us represented a country that was there a missionary that was there that we supported and I remember going to their booths and seeing the setups and seeing uh, the pictures from their, their service and ministry and seeing different souvenirs that they had brought in from, from their country. And I just remember how impacted I was at that conference at, at, very, at such a young age. You know, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm from a small town in South Georgia, and I I was just a young girl that loved Jesus and that had a heart for prayer. And I can remember praying throughout that conference, and I just felt an overwhelming, compelling um, feeling in now that I know it was my spirit. And, And it was the Holy Spirit drawing me to him because there were things he wanted to share with me about my destiny. And in that conference as a young girl I heard the call of God on my life to preach the gospel to the nations now it it would be many years later before I ever shared even my first 
a sermon or even spoke at a Bible study, but I, there was there was a mark that God made on me then at that time, and I began to pray and I began to ponder those things in my heart and bring them before my heavenly Father. I didn't tell a lot of people about it. I didn't talk about it a lot, but I kept it in my heart and I held it close to me because I knew that I had heard the call of God. I remember as I got older and I was in middle school as the Lord started having me step out and share more and do more even in my youth group and uh, eventually I began traveling with an evangelist and would do um, I would go on the road with her and I would do ministry we would do revival services I would do street ministry with her I would do all different types of ministry and just had the blessing and the opportunity to be exposed to those kind of things at such a young age. But there were years between the time that I heard the call of God before I ever even started being, you know, uh, well, the training started young, but before I ever started walking in it. And I remember whenever the Lord started calling me to step out and, and to share and to step out and to minister, to step out and to pray for people, I can remember hearing the story of Jeremiah and those words echoing in my mind every time that I felt Lord I'm too young to do this I remember the Lord speaking to me do not say I am a youth do not say I am a youth for you shall go to all whom I send you and whatever I command you you shall speak and do not be afraid of their faces for I am with you to deliver you Lydia says the Lord. I would make it personal. I would insert my name in that verse. I would read it over and over. And so today, what I want you to do is, it might not be that you're too young, or, or maybe you are. Maybe you're, a, maybe you're a teenager that's listening to me, or maybe you're a young person that's listening to me, and, and you do feel that I'm too young. You know, I want to encourage you. The Apostle Paul told Timothy, do not let anyone look down on you because you were young, but set an example for the believers. And so remember, when God calls you, he anoints you and he equips you to do what he's called you to do. So maybe you're listening, though, and you say, well, it's not that I struggle with feeling too young. I have another insecurity. Maybe it's something that you lack. Maybe it's an insecurity from your past. Maybe it's something someone said to you or something the enemy has said to you or even something that you think of yourself. It doesn't matter where you are, where you come from, what you've done, how old you are, if you're a man, woman, boy, or girl, God has a plan for you. Because that word sanctified there in Jeremiah 1, it means to be set apart. You were set apart by God, and you were ordained by God to do something great for Him in the earth. I remember having to overcome that fear and overcome that intimidation, and I would speak to myself, for God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So I say to you today, whatever that 
insert whatever that insecurity you have or whatever that concern you have or whatever you think a disqualification is that you have. I want you to insert that there where Jeremiah said, oh, Lord God, do not say, you know, I, I can't do this because because I'm a youth. I want you to insert that right there, whatever your insecurity is. And I want you to be reminded that the Lord came back to Jeremiah and said, do not say this, Jeremiah, for you shall go to all whom I send you, whatever I command you, you shall speak and do not be afraid of their faces. Do not be afraid for I am with you, says the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, I believe wholeheartedly that God is doing something great among the body of Christ today. I believe that we are going to carry the message of revival to the nations of the world. I believe that God has called the younger and the older generation to work together because it's not just the older generation or the younger generation that God is going to use, but we are the generation that God is going to use in this hour to bring revival to the world. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. We are one in him, right? We are his bride. So I want to encourage you. I want to remind you that all of the people that came before us, they shared their stories in the word. God, the Holy Spirit, he he shared these stories in the word. He anointed men and, and they wrote this Holy Scripture inspired by the Holy Ghost. And he shared the stories of real people. So that way we could be empowered to, to see, wow, if they can do it, I can do it here. I can do it too. And so right here, right now, and this day and this time, you have a part to play. We see where Jeremiah was called in the womb and that the plans and the purposes that God had for Jeremiah were established before he was ever even born. So God is no respecter of persons, okay? But just a side note, he is a respecter of faith. God has a plan for your life. He had a, he had a plan for Jeremiah's life. So God has a plan for you. And it doesn't matter if someone's told you that you are disqualified or there, there's, there's no way you can do it or you'll never amount to anything. I want you to remember this message today. I want you to remember what the Lord told Jeremiah today. I want you to know that you are not a mistake. You are not an accident. Whenever people hear this, it's simply not true because all life starts from God and at the moment of conception. God knows the plans and the purposes that he has for each and every person before they ever leave their mother's womb right? So he knew the plans and purposes that he even had for Moses before he ever left his mother's womb. But Moses was 80 years old before he even knew what that was and began to walk in those things. So it doesn't matter where you are in life and it doesn't matter what age you are or what you've done. You know, Moses, he had been through some hard life. He had, he had done some things that he wasn't proud of. 
But but God knew that Moses was going to do all those things before he ever did them, and he still called Moses. So I say to you, God knew everything that was going to happen in your life before he called you in your mother's womb, and he still called you. The gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. You are created on purpose with a purpose. So it's just up to me and you if we choose to walk in it. We are created uniquely and different from anyone else in the earth. We have our own thumbprint. We have our own language. We have our own DNA. And we are created in the image of the Almighty God and for His glory. This is why the enemy is after life in the womb. But I believe that our generation is on an assignment to push back the powers of darkness through the authority that we have in Christ Jesus that have come after the unborn. This is just one area in our culture that has to change. Right now, the whole world is at a tipping point. We are seeing prophecy fulfilled before our very eyes. Time is speeding up and there is a great work to do. I like to compare it to a football game. You know, think about it as the prophets of the Old Testament and the apostles of the New Testament. They played the first three quarters of the game. And now we, yes, we, me and you, we are in the fourth quarter and it is our turn. It is time to finish the game and to finish strong with a victory because we have read the back of the book and we know who wins. We win. Jesus wins and we are in him. And because Jesus overcame, we overcome. Amen. One of my favorite passages of scripture it, from the time I was a young girl is found in the book of Acts. And, and I want to go there in a moment. But when people say, Lydia, how do you know that revival's coming? How do you know that we're living in the last days? Or how do you know that there's a great awakening about to happen? Well, for one, I could tell you it's because the Lord has spoken it to me. The Lord has shown me. The Lord has put a, put a burden in my heart for the nations and to carry revival to the nations from a young age. I feel that you who are listening, you guys... God, from a young age, has been preparing you all throughout your life for this time, for this moment in history, for you to do something in the earth to help fulfill his plans and purposes for where we are in this time prophetically. You know, um, it is so evident. You look all around and you see prophecy being fulfilled. Um, like I talked about earlier, there are so many people that are searching for answers. There, there are so many people that even through last year and on over into this year and still even now, there's many people that are so afraid of the unknown. And I remember when all of, of, of the unrest started last year, I, I remember looking in retail stores, seeing the shelves where the Bibles were being emptied. People know that something is coming. People want answers. People know that this time that we're living in is unlike 
any other time. And it's nothing to be afraid of because if you are a born again child of God, if you are blood bought by Jesus Christ, this is the church's greatest hour. This is the time for the church, the triumphant church, the glorious church to stand up and take her rightful place. Hallelujah. This is the time for us to to link arms and and to walk together, to, to be one body, to be united in Christ Jesus, because he has a work for us to do. So, so the last days... We, we're living in those last days and Peter even talked about them and Peter, they were at the beginning of the end of days. And so in Acts chapter two and verse 14, Peter says, standing up with the 11, he raises his voice and he said to them, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. These are not drunk as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters, they shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood fire and a vapor of smoke the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the lord this is my favorite part here it says in verse 21 and it shall come to pass that whoever calls upon the name of the lord shall be saved hallelujah We are living in this time. Friends, I do believe that we are living in the last days and that God is pouring out his spirit on all people. I believe that we are seeing the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the church. They're at work and also signs and wonders of the coming of the Lord. Look closely at verse 21 where it says, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This excites me. This shows me what our goal is. The very fact that we still have breath in our bodies means that we still have a purpose in the earth. And a huge part of that purpose is winning as many people to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as we possibly can. To me, this looks like a mass exodus from the world. This looks like a tremendous harvest. It is revival time. It is the time of the great awakening. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you, do not be afraid. You have been equipped to live in this time. You've been equipped to live right now, no matter where you are, all over the world. There, the body of Christ and the church of God, they are rising up. In the Middle East right now, the the church, the underground church there, there's a move of God that's taking place. And they're seeing miracles. They're seeing people added to the church daily. They're they're seeing souls be one. And, And I believe that we, even here in our nation, in America, 
You know, it's not just happening in the Middle East. It's happening in parts all over the world. But even here in America, right now, people are searching and they're looking. And we have the answers. Hallelujah. We have what they need. See, God has given you the tools and the abilities that you need to fulfill his plan in the earth. We are of the household of faith. So whenever we hear noise in the world and there are distractions all around us, like we've experienced last year and even some this year, I want to encourage you, do not be afraid. Do not look to the left. Don't look to the right, but remain laser focused on Jesus and find your anchor in him. He never changes, and He is our Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, that you never change. So remember, you have been commissioned, okay? Remember, you have a purpose, and you are living in the perfect time of history to fulfill it. There is so much more that I could say right now because I'm just so fired up and I'm excited about what God is doing in his people and in his church in the earth right now. I cannot wait until the next episode and I believe that God is going to lead us each step of the way to get the message out that he wants the world to hear. Amen. So just know that we love you and we are so honored that you joined us today. I'm, I'm just so honored that you joined me for this time. And I want to say a prayer for you. I want to leave you with this prayer before we go. It's found in Ephesians chapter one and starting in verse 16, it says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places far above all principalities and all power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who feels all in all. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this very first episode. It has been an honor to share with you today. If you will take a moment to pay this forward by sharing this to your social media, we want to be a blessing to as many people as possible. Until next time, this is Lydia Brown Raphael, and remember, Jesus is coming soon. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast of Lydia Brown Ministries. For more ways to connect with us, visit the links in the podcast description.